This is the car wash on Sokola Duma Radio. This is a Hangana Good afternoon and welcome to the car wash. I'm your host, Slu Paho, but I'm never alone. In studio, I have got Mr. Sean Roberts himself. How are you doing today? Slu Dog, 100%. Thank you, my boy. How are you? I'm all good, all good. Magic. And we also have the general himself, Teko Mudise. How are you doing today, Mr. my brother? Slu, how are you, sir? I'm chill, chilled. And Do you, you have your phone? <laughs> I have a phone. Okay. <laughs> Long story, actually. Long story, yeah. man. Hey, hey, for another time. But uh, let's dive right on in. Soweto Derby last weekend. Yo, it had everything that mm. we could possibly win. Red cards, swearing, goals, mistakes. George Manaleka not making the linesman. Did you see that? Yeah, that yeah the brilliant. corner kick. The corner flag, actually. <laughs> I saw him. Fantastic. No, it was great. So, I mean, it's whatever, what's, you know, all derbies is what you expect and what you want. It's yeah. So many talking points. Uh, I wanted to ask about the Katande tackle that everybody's talking about, that yeah. kind of high. Didn't touch him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, he got just just the ball, right? Just just, he ball. got all the yeah. ball there, you know. Yeah, I know. That was, um, sure, sure. What do you say? I mean, that's a, that's a career career ender, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Should have been red, wasn't, got lucky. Stayed on the park, had a good game, um, and led his team to victory. Yeah, <laughs> lucky him. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that uh, these referees seem to be scared of handing out red cards these days? Because we've we've had this discussion so many times this season already. You know, it's just wish that one day we can have a referee in here to try and explain all these type of things. I mean, these type of decisions as well. Because for me, I was doing the game, and uh, when you look at you look at the incident in slow mo. It looks very, very dangerous. And uh, the referees will tell you, like, any dangerous tackle needs a punishment, you know. And uh, he went over the sheens. He was on the knee. That's it. Like uh, Sean has said, I think there was supposed to be a red card. But yeah. then again, it's a derby. It's a big game. The pressure also on the referees, you know, to make the right decisions as well. So I think at the time, he was supposed to get a red card. Because after that, Makaringa never, never, was never the same. No. Mm. He played differently from that. And I remember telling Carol, as I was doing the game with her, I was like, uh, Makaringo will never last the whole game. Because I know once you get cold from that injury, it's th the pain starts now. Because I think he was still a little bit worried. I mean, still kudos playing. to him for getting back up. I mean, yeah, geez, yeah, I yeah. never thought that he would get up, yeah. actually. But it was a very, very dangerous circle. And I know that Katsande felt that, like, with that you know, there's going to be a red card. But um, I was surprised, actually, to see Katsande still, still playing after yeah. that, uh, that tackle. Yeah, and uh, I saw you. I saw you on Instagram after the game. I think you said you said something along the lines of, um, "What did you say?" You said, "After these games, usually you can say the better team won." Can we say that about this match? Um, did you think that that Chiefs deserved the victory, or did you think that Pirates were unlucky? Ooh la la! <laughs> big uh, question <laughs> for a big dog. Um, honestly, I feel like um, it was a game of two halves mm. where. Kaiser Chiefs dominated the first half. You know, Pirates, especially with the silly mistake that they did, considering that goal, and uh, they struggled to come back from that. And Chiefs dominated because, you know, Chiefs, Chiefs is very smart the way they play these days. They, they, they sacrifice uh, a possession so that you open up for a counter, then they quit going forward. And uh, that's what they were doing to Pirates in the first half, using uh, Lebo Manyamo on the right. So he was very, very effective for them. Then come second half, um, with the changes that Orlando Pirates did, they started looking very, very effective. Mango became a factor in the second half. And uh, you could see that uh, they, I think they hit the post three times or if not so. And yeah. uh, there was that last chance that they could have equalized with Mabasa. Yeah, yeah. So you could see that Orlando Pirates actually felt like, you know, they could have won the game, especially in the last minute or equalized. You know, and uh, that's why nobody from, I've never heard anybody after that game from Orlando Parasite saying the team actually played bad. Mm. You know, everybody's speaking about something else, but nobody speaks about the results, which means it was a good game overall. And uh, I think everybody that paid their money to go and watch the game, it was worth we're it. satisfied, yeah. Yeah, we were satisfied. If, actually, watching that game, it was, and you could see after when Kese Shiv was celebrating, they were celebrating like they won the league. Mm. And uh, for that for that to happen, you need to understand that they knew that, you know, it's it's a game that they could have lost. Yeah. So it, for them, it means so much to them actually to come out and win that game the way that they did. Yeah. But, I mean, you, gotta, you put it, sorry, so, I mean, you, you put it down to individual errors. I mean, Lorch's missed header. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, 
man, that's that should be buried, eh? You True. Are, you're five yards out. True. You're hitting the ball on the top of your head for some god knows reason. <laughs> I don't know what. But he's not ahead of the ball, though. But but, but you're playing yeah. one of the biggest teams in Africa. You got to know how to head the ball. Yeah. Did yeah. I struggle hitting the ball my life? <laughs> you did, eh? I had one goal with the head and I, and I actually hit on top of my head and my eyes were closed. It was against Ajax. So I know because you never get in those positions to actually be receiving a cross. But, but you were, right? And so was he. Yeah. And you got to be prepared for that. Of course, you know? of course. They, they say lucky or luck no is when, for that, when yeah. preparation meets opportunity. You got to be prepared for this opportunity arises, arises just yeah. like it did for Lorch, yeah. just yeah. like it did for you. And yeah. you got lucky. I got lucky. Yeah. 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 I think you have to anticipate these things. You know, they should study the tape of Nyauza's header because, you know, that's timing, you know, proper timing. <laughs> 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 but anyway, I wanted to ask about that, Sean. Like, as yeah. a goalkeeper, walk me through that, you know, that moment of. A, play, a defender trying to head back to you, the miscommunication there. What do you think happened with Sandy? Yeah, Lance look, there? I mean, in my opinion, I think Wayne would agree with me that, you know, he was uh, positioned wrong. He shouldn't have nowhere been where he was. I mean, there was no danger. If he just sort of stayed in his six-shot line and the player could have headed back to him, not a problem. But mm -hmm. um, he was caught in no, no man's land. Unfortunately for him, you know, he's 45 seconds in. It's, as a goalkeeper in a game yeah. like that, that's tough to come back from. And he he's did well the rest of the game. Made a very good double save in the second half. Yeah. Um, Akpaye again at fault for Pule's goal near post. Um, man, and I, I don't know if anyone else picked up, but he had the two shortest people yeah, yeah. On the field in on his world. And the mm. funny part was when like, when it's beyond me. Yeah, and when before fence. the free kick was taken, eh? Um, um the camera was on Lodge and Pule. Right. Uh I could see Lodge telling Pule that you can actually score on the first post. Mm. Really? And yeah, yeah. Because because also you can see also with the positioning uh the Pule the way he was positioned, he wasn't positioning himself to actually cross the ball. Mm. But then I don't understand how Akpai and Akpai moved one step in first. And then the ball went through because it was so much power. He puts mm. Billiat as the second one and yeah. puts Frasla as the first one. Yeah. It, it yeah. just it it's just it's it's beyond me. Yeah, it's, and it's to completely be, beyond me. To be beating at to be beaten at near post at that angle is almost unheard of. I mean Look, you know, take nothing away from Pule, it's a great free kick. He saw an opportunity and he put it in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh Daniel could have done a lot better. I think his positioning was wrong. Um he was expecting a cross. Yeah. And you've got to have you got to have two big boys, uh, uh, or at least one big boy. At least one, yeah. At least or, one. Or, or three in the wall. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, from that point of view, you got lucky again. Um, Chiefs took their chances. Yeah, and I think also when 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 organizing the wall, I'm not a goalkeeper, but um, I was a free kick taker myself. When organizing your wall, you need to make it difficult for the person that kicks. If maybe I want to put it over, it needs to be very difficult because the person that is actually on the wall is a little bit taller. So now it forces me to kick differently. Mm. But with Pule, he had to take a chance, even though maybe he would have scored or like he scored or he would have missed. But if I was him in that position looking at the wall, I was going to take the chance and he did. It was in the back of the net. Yeah. And uh, actually in the build up to that goal, a lot of Chiefs fans brought this up whenever people were saying that they benefited from re referee decisions, uh, particularly with Katsande and all of that. Um, Cardoso's challenge, do you think that that's a foul or do you think that he got the ball fair and square there? There was no foul there. Because it seemed mm. to me as though he got a good piece of the ball and it was Chief, a fair... there was no foul there. There mustn't, there mustn't come with stories. There was no foul there. That, was, that was beyond horrific of a decision. It yeah. was shocking. Yeah. But I think the linesman gave it, hey? Yeah, I think the linesman gave it. The linesman it. gave it, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it was, it was, it was, was too shocking. Yeah. No way is a goal. I mean, no way is a, a, a free kick. Yeah, and then and then um, towards the end there with uh, uh, Bernard Parker's um, penalty. Was it a dive or was it was no, there contact? No, for there? sure a penalty. No, there was contact. Listen, if the referee... Parker did very you, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if I was parking that position, I'll do the same thing. Yeah. The thing is that the referee will tell you that if there's a contact whether you kick the ball first or whether if there's a contact and then you could see also the ball didn't change in any direction yeah. mm. so therefore it was in Bennett Parker's favor so he made a tackle whether he touched him or not but if the referee suspect that there's a contact it's gonna blow but he was at the back so now when they played in slow-mo we saw that there was yeah. a contact yeah. so there was a penalty good decision definitely yeah, good decision. Decision. and again Daniel Cardoso st stepping up wow my man and we said it, steel, I, eh? I think we said it last week eh? big match temperament yeah. phenomenal yeah, mm. phenomenal. Especially well after after such a frustrating game, you know, you saw his reaction to to the free kick that was given uh, against yeah. him. Um, he so looked... many, so many free kicks were given against him. Yeah, so many. He was frustrated. I remember him kicking the balls away. He mm. was very, very frustrated. And at some point, I felt like he was going to get a red card because of the reactions that he was always giving whenever there was a foul blown against but him. But he stayed disciplined. Didn't he, he stayed disciplined, yeah. my friend. Like for, for him bro. to do that and come back and 
and score that, that that penalty, even though it was risky, he just put it straight. Yeah. But he believed in his ability, you know, and for him to actually come back and and, and do that, he needs to be commended. You know, not many players, especially in that big game, mm. emotions are very, very high. And mm-hmm. people uh, normally get yellow card for reacting or maybe making fouls. And you see players actually that are not technically, they will take them those kind of big games because the emotions are very hard. But for him to 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 be mentally strong and stay disciplined that he, the way that he did, I mean, also with Katsandes, so after making that foul, he never actually uh, uh, went on yeah. and started kicking yeah, he, he players. Sort of, he sort of made his presence felt and then sort of said, okay, I'm then, here, okay, I'm come here. next to me, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and did his job well. Definitely. So I think we can get into Rulani's comments. Uh, he was upset after the game, but also spoke in the post-match conference uh, next to Middendorp. We have uh, some audio there. But I hear Coach Middendorp saying he doesn't know what happened with the red card. I watched it again, and I think uh, it's not just uh, Mato that should have been sent off. Uh, is real faggish behavior. It doesn't belong, doesn't belong on the pitch. It's, it's, it's very, very bad football. And it starts with uh, things like even even with uh, Katsandes tackle on on uh, on uh, Fortuna Karinga in the first half, over the top, uh, career threatening tackle, uh, and and Fagish as well, you know, and those are some of the situations, and, uh, and 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 those are the situations that I'm talking about, and it, those things don't belong in South African football, no. shouldn't be condoned, and we should not accept such things. No. I've got a player bleeding now uh, with a broken nose because he was punched in the face. The Kaiser Chiefs is good enough to beat us on tactics, on, on personnel, well-coached team, excellent. But not on diving, you know, diving inside with Parker, the excellent dive. Not on thuggish tackles, not on boxing. You know, on boxing, we don't train boxing. <laughs> Come on, man. Rulani. Come on, man. But man. We, we, Teko, we spoke about this the other night. You said something quite profound. You said what Rulani is doing there is... Very, very clever. He's taken all the attention away from the Pirates players yeah. and brought it all onto himself. Yeah. Mm. I mean, when, when, when he was doing the post-match interview on the pitch, you know, um, I could hear him clearly because I was wearing uh, the earpiece. Like, he was very angry and very frustrated. Mm. And uh, I just listened and listened. Once he was done, it actually hit me. Like, this guy is very smart. Mm. Even though he was very emotional about it, but... Nobody actually spoke about how Orlando Pirates played. After that, everybody was speaking about how Rulani reacted and all that stuff. So he took all the pressure away from Orlando Pirates players. He brought it, he brought it to himself because on a normal day, if he let's say if he didn't react that way, they were going to ask him about the opportunities. Do you think Orlando Pirates yeah. losing back to back to Kansas City? Nobody yeah. asked him that. So everybody focused on that. Yeah. And, and is your and, job safe? Blah, yeah, yeah, blah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those kind of questions. Yeah. So for 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 this, I mean, I know that um, um, he was very frustrated. For me. I like to see that when the coach is frustrated, take out your frustrations. You know, be free, speak about it, and uh, and for the fact that he, you know, he he, he 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 took responsibility by you know drifting attention away from the players to him, he was very very smart. And those are the kind of things that many people in South African football don't realize. Mourinho used to do that very well. Mm. You know, even Pep sometimes yeah. does that. Klopp always does that, yeah. and and it's and it's very very smart coaching. And for him to do that. I really, 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 really appreciate that he did that, you know, taking the pressure away from Milano Pirates players. Definitely. And I mean, you know, strong comments, particularly with the diving, you know, we don't we don't coach boxing over here. Yeah, he yeah. actually continued along that train of thought in, uh, in more interviews. He said in, in the off-season, now the, the international break, that um, what's it, they'll still be training hard. They won't be trained. They won't be do, doing extra murals like swimming. And <laughs> he said all of this crazy stuff. But who's he saying like what a broken nose that's ba- the ba- bustle he I, was slapped yeah I don't there, know. there was those pushes there was like you know I, I don't remember anybody punching anybody you did Matar deserve to get sent off yes of course he did of course it's a red yeah. card but yeah. you know um Mirkovic as well should have got sent off of course of course you know, there's of a course. few players that should have got yeah, sent off yeah yeah but I don't remember seeing anybody being punched once what, what I know is like I saw Matar shoving player that went down mm-hmm. but to see anybody being being punched no but I think also uh, Nukovic could have got punished more than the way that he did because he was he was actually insinuating all the things yeah. he was going in and when people were trying to break it off he was still going in and that's yeah. unsporting behavior yeah. but then again come back like if that happened maybe against Amazulu I'm sure or not even Amazulu but a smaller a little bit team 
uh, maybe punishment will be a little bit different. But now it's a big game. Kids achieves five minutes to go into. Mm. You know, it's sometimes you human being as a referee, you're thinking, can I send two players off for kids achieves as a red card? It's a problem. Yeah, I saw <laughs> the way the referee handled it was actually pretty impressive. You know, yeah. sort of put the guys in the naughty corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for them. Sort of, like, yeah, you, 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 yeah, you. Here's a card. Here's a card. Here's a card. That was pretty impressive. Yeah. That could have he could have lost control that very well. Of course, well. Uh, of course. Yeah. So. And then, you know, Coach Rulani, the the one question is that a lot of fans had is, is he picking and choosing certain things to talk about just just to make Chiefs look worse? Because everyone was like, oh, what about Lorch in, in the in the Telcom knockout match? Mm. You know, that challenge where kind of steps on Billiard, you know, grabs him by the neck a little bit. Mm. You know, he didn't have any comments there. And so is he feeding into this narrative of Chiefs benefit, like benefits FC? Is he, is he feeding into that or do you think that there were more... Uh, cases in this match in the PSL than in the Telcom knockouts. Ooh, it's a big question, hey. I think I Last think I think for, for me is <clears throat> he he needs to defend his team and mm. his players at all at all time. He's, he's their coach and he has to do what he has to do, right? And uh, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be judged on based on what he does or what he says actually. Uh, because it's his job and I'm sure the players as well it's their job also to protect the coach yeah. at all time and uh, for him is he felt injustice of the game because of situations and also he was very emotional you need to understand that some of the guys when we we comment about stuff we comment about stuff that we always really watch on TV when you're there live on the pitch there's no replay there's nothing so whatever you see you end up making a decision based on that so after all seeing those tackles just in front of him he actually felt that you know there's injustice here the referee maybe didn't handle the game very well certain players could have went out but those guys people that will come back and say but is did he say this did he say that did he look at this you you watching from your couch is different from mm. when you're in the pitch so I think Rulani needs to say whatever that needs to say. So is other coaches when they're given yeah. an opportunity to say, let them say it. Just because it was a derby, it, it makes no difference. If somebody needs to get sent off, he needs to get sent off, whether the derby or not. If he feels like his players were punched, they were kicked out of the pitch, he needs to say that. But then again, what's the strategy that uh, that Murindov, uh, uh came with? Because he was also fighting the fact that Murindov was encouraging his players yeah. to kick Orlando Paris players. Mm -hmm. If it works, it works. Yes, it's unsporting behavior. We shouldn't condone that. But it works now. It's also you, one of the biggest games in the world. Yeah. yeah. Then you come back and say you need to win at all costs. What is all cost? Because coaches will say that we need to win this game at mm. all costs. Is that one of the, the things that we can say it's all cost when Murindo wanted to win the game? But then again, you must understand that sometimes I've been coached by coaches who say, if you kick them a little bit, they'll be scared to play. Mm. Maybe that's what uh, Murindo said. He said, to kick Paris a little bit, you know, be aggressive a little bit. Remember the games changed over the years, Teko. You go back 15, 20 years. You used to come back with stud marks on yeah, your face and yeah, broken toes. Bloods, and, yeah. Yeah. Blood but, is not new in football. So It, so it was accepted Lani. back then. The game has just changed so drastically. You, so, you touch someone now, they fall on the floor and it feels like the, the world's ending, you know? Yeah. Um, but what interesting he did say in the uh, post-match interview as well, he just said that um, this time last season, they were 10 games in with 16 points mm. and now they're 10 games in with 13 points. So he said there's not much of a, a, a drastic change. Yeah. yeah. Obviously with what's happening, you know, with him being the new coach, et cetera, et cetera, that there's a bit more pressure added to him. Definitely. And and Chiefs form is also a, a big question. You know, six PSL matches in a row now, one. They are now 10 points clear of sundowns. And uh, speaking of sundowns, that loss to Golden Arrows, we can get into. Sure. Um, what a what a what a difficult match to watch. Uh, True. Yeah, and and difficult to play. I'm sure. Yeah. It's like, well, you've played lots of games like that. A lot yeah. of our games in Durban we played were like that. Just um, you couldn't really stick to any sort of game plan with the weather. Yeah. And as we saw the halo from Dennis Onyango as well, which was just um, horrible to watch. But it, it happens. It unfortunately. happens. Yeah. yeah. It really does. And that yeah. sort of was the turning point in the game for me. I think. Yeah, I think that was. I think that that's that's one goal that actually brought um, Arrows back into the game. And uh, with 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 Arrows, I think the way also they played, they they just stuck to their game plan. You know, with Mamelodi Sundowns being Mamelodi Sundowns, they always go out to win games. They always go out to kill games. Mm. And then now uh, they got caught, especially with the last goal. Well, Langamani uh, misjudged the ball, mm. and then it went to. Who's the boy that scored? Mutizo. Mutizo. Yeah. Mutizo just tapped it in. Yeah. And Mutizo should have actually had a hat-trick or yeah. brace somewhere yeah. there. Scored the penalty as well. He scored the penalty as well. Could have had a hat-trick as well. So, but it's just that it's one of those things. When Mamelodi Sundowns plays an open game. So now if you're you you if you, you're not 
respecting them that way, you actually have a chance to win the game. But most of the teams, when they play Mamelisan, they sit back, they absorb the pressure, yeah. they'll forever come. Mm. But now when they come at you, you go at them. You always find holes. Correct. Because they always have their full backs way up. Mm. You always find spaces to play. But most teams, they're scared to play that way because they're playing Mamelisan now. And you could see with Golden Arrows, they went also there to, to try and win the game at, at, at all costs and they stuck mm. to the game plan. And also, I remember when Steve said after the game that he said he changed only one, he had one sub that he changed and uh, he saw that it's it's if it's not broken, don't fix it. Mm. So his, 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 his players were playing well, so he was actually felt like he could come back and actually try and win the game. Right. And that's what the team did. Yeah. And of course, with Peter, you know, Peter, he hates losing, so he always has stories after the game. Yeah, you're talking about traveling so much. Like five provinces in a yeah. week or something like that. You know, I get it, I get it. But it's, yeah. uh, on the day, you know, there were two teams on that pitch that were playing in the same conditions and yeah. um, and they lost. Friends, I think they played each other in that semi-final at Salcom Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, should, that should be interesting. Yeah. 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 And I mean, look, um, the conditions also were tough, but they're tough for both sides. And so I, I remember he did mention the conditions. To be fair, he did also mention it. it was, it's difficult for Arrows as well. Yeah. But um, it's... It's just a tough, I get the calendar thing. It's, it's very tough for Sundowns, particularly, and I want to bring this up, um, you know, briefly, the fact that they, they're playing these CAF Champions League matches and, and perhaps we don't give them the respect there this season because we're not even able to watch these matches. <laughs> How crazy is you that? You know, like uh, Sundowns fans aren't able to catch CAF Champions League. Uh, so what do you make of, of that? Do you think that there's still all of these issues that we need to sort out one in terms of being able to televise those matches, but two also the calendar. Yeah, it's it's as long as I've known the PSL, it's probably the worst. I wouldn't say the worst run league, but it's certainly it's just not run very well in terms of uh, game management and timing. Do you mm. know what I mean? It doesn't really happen like that in Europe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, of course they're on the. Would you call it on the back foot? But then the Champions League for crying out loud, that's mm. where they yeah. want to be. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, and that's that's the pressure that that you have when you play for Sundown. So, do you want that pressure? If you do, deal with it. If you don't, then go play for Amazulu or whatever. So yeah. it's that easy. Yeah, and I think I think you're right, Slu. When when you know with the you you as a league, you should be trying to encourage teams to win the league so that they can play Champions League. But once mm. they're there, you need to modify the fixtures as well so that they can be as competitive as they are in the Champions League in the league as well. Sure. Mm. And I think there's, there's there's always going to be that challenge for any team. It might not be Mamelodi Sundowns winning the league this season, but whoever that does, it's always going to be that challenge where you need to travel back two days after landing, you're playing a, a game again. Yeah. You know, and you're playing a team that has been two weeks resting without even playing, you know. So I think we we, we, we need to give a special maybe a treatment to guys, that to teams that are actually playing in the Champions League because we want also our country to be represented well. Mm. But then I think the fixtures as well, they're not they're not favoring anybody that goes to the Champions mm. League. So so like you said, it's either you wanna if you wanna win the league, then you wanna play Champions League. You must understand that there's gonna be a program that is gonna be crazy. So you need yeah. numbers. And Mamlid Sundowns has numbers. They can actually have three teams that can play sure. in NFD, PSL, and Champions League <laughs> <laughs> at the same damn time. Yeah. yeah. But then it's and it's, potentially win all three. Exactly. Yeah. But now knowing the coach how he is, he always wants to win his games. He always wants to have a certain players on the pitch because it gives them. Uh, maybe like 80% to 90% chance of winning his game. So uh, that's the challenge. So I think if if he can juggle that, if he can actually find ways out to, to plan around the Champions League and his, and his league games, I think he'll, 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 he'll stop complaining about it. Of course, the complaints will always be there, but mm. I think things will be better for Mamelodi Sundowns because now, of course, the traveling is crazy, but then you've got a squad of 50-something players and quality players. So use them. Yeah. I yeah. think it's it's high time that he 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 actually needs to start using the players that he's not using, so so that he can he can find the right balance. But of course, finding a right balance sometimes you need to start afresh. So now are we saying Mamelodi Sundowns should start afresh because of players that haven't been playing in the system? So for them to come in and start playing, which means they must learn the right way of Mamelodi Sundowns playing. So therefore, Mamelodi Sundowns going to play differently until they adjust to their Mamelodi Sundowns start of yeah. play. So that's starting afresh. Yeah. So now with the Mamelodi Sundowns caliber, you can't start afresh because the expectations are so high. So that's why he's struggling this much. But Pizza is also known to sort of play the same players week in and week out course, you know of course, mm. so, course look course. as a player it's it's good and bad you know you obviously want to recover as much as you can mm -hmm. um and it sort of leaves the fringe players on the outside we've yeah. seen a lot of players that have signed for sundowns that have never really featured and they're there for three four years you, yeah and they sign a new contract again yeah <laughs> <laughs> you completely forget you've about been, them you've been warming the bench so well my son yes yeah, here's, another, here's another four years yeah, yeah, yeah. just sit <laughs> cool. there absolutely we'll yeah. see you at the christmas function yeah yeah and now chiefs also now uh i think for the first time this season 
we can say that even if Vitz win all of their matches in hand, Chiefs are still number one. Isn't so that crazy, yeah? They're four games behind still, Vitz, mm. but even if they win all their matches, they'll still be one point behind Chiefs. And that's also thanks to Supersport beating them on Friday. Yeah. So, you know, quite an interesting league setup because when when do Vitz play those matches um, and, and how difficult does it become to coach a team when you're so far behind schedule wise you know like uh, i wonder what what gavin's thoughts are to, to to the whole league season because won't there be a point where now they have to play a bunch of psl matches in a row mm. just to catch up no, exactly that's of the course. problem with these catch-up games it happens with sundowns as well mm-hmm. um but i think gavin's got a big task in his hand now is to try to keep the focus off the table yeah mm. you know right guys don't even look at the table yeah 12 points behind whatever it is 10 points behind we, we can't even look there mm. it's it's each game at a time um it's managing the players it's rotating the players it's yeah it's, it's not going to be easy for gavin or the squad and, and like you said the loss against Supersport didn't help them at all yeah definitely so let's get into some players abroad uh what you got there for us sean yeah, so Lebo Matiba was back amongst the goals on Sunday as his team beat Nems. Is that how you say it? Nems? Nemes? Nems? I'm not French, my friend. Nermes. Those were his first goals since May, right? Scored two goals, yeah. Yeah. Already a fan favorite. And he spotted someone in the crowd with his name on and gave them a, shirt, a signed shirt as well, which is very, very cool. Yeah, yeah, um, Percy Tar got an assist for his club, Club Rouge, in their 2 1 loss to Antwerp. Lars Feltvik got his fourth Eredivisie goal this season, but his team spot, so Rotterdam, went down 2 1 to Hurenveen. Um, so he's got 12 games now and four goals. Um, Komohelo Mokocho scored his first goal for Brentford as they beat Wigan Athletic 3 0 in the English Championship. Very nice. And he, he's been uh, called up, I think, again to the Bafana squad. So congrats to him. Big ups to him. Sure. So yeah. uh, I also caught up with uh, Pule Ekstein. Uh, we chatted about, uh, you know, his, his time in Azerbaijan, differences in culture. And we actually have a clip over there. Big soy. I think uh, the difference is that here the, the football is quick. Everything you do, Tamele will quick. If it's uh, quick, yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to come and play here. Because everything is all about one touch or two touch. That's why it's, it's whenever it should be a game, in fact, uh, it's difficult to win three four times. So it's one or two touches. What do you guys think of that one there? Um, obviously, we don't get Azerbaijan Premier League down mm. here. Mm. A multi-choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. I mean, it must be a decent league. It's- Quite a few big players that have gone there, haven't yeah. they? So, Dino was there too. Yeah, well. Dino was there. Um, it's good to see Pule doing well there. Uh, you know, he didn't have the best of times at Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And um, sometimes all it needs is a bit of a change, isn't it? True. Yeah. 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 And, I, and nice. I also think what, what he speaks about is it's what football requires these days. You know, it's 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 you to have less touches on the ball. Mm. And I think that's what we were taught when we were young. Some of us were taught that, that less touches on the ball, let the ball the ball move faster than anybody. Sure. So let the ball move. Mm. But it just that now, I think it helps him, especially with the kind of player that he was. At Kezer Chiefs, he, he focused more on maybe uh, on Shibobos and all dribbling. the skills, dribbling, being a crowd favorite yeah. than being productive. So I think that that the way he is right now in terms of the mentality will change him to become a better player because most African players, they don't understand that being a crowd favorite doesn't mean that you're a very, very good footballer. Sure. If you look at Pirates, Orlando Pirates stats, everybody thought was a ball, ball juggler. End of the season, when they start uh, 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 reducing the players, they're the first ones to go. Sure. Kalinga did a wonderful skill last season, mm. I think. He was the first one to go. We can go back, Tabora Khale, mm. first one to go. Um, Mark Manyambele, we have a list. Once you become a crowd favorite, you're not productive because nobody looks at you sure. like a very productive player. You, you become a clown. Yeah. Which means for us, the supporters, we like, ah, it's, it's great. Yeah. But now within the team, the coach doesn't want to play that because that's where football has changed so much. That's why you you've, you hardly find a, a player that is playing six that has to just destroy. They used to call him a destroyer. Yeah. yeah. There's no such now. Now mm. you find you need a good football player that sure. will play as a six that will start the build up. Mm. So football has changed. And Unless you cut Sander. He's slowly adjusting actually. Yeah, he is, he is. So now once you, 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 you're a footballer that doesn't change with what football requires today, then you stuck to the old ways. You're not going to improve and the chances are you're not going to play. Players need to improve every single time. And uh, now, at least now, we're getting to admire the players that are actually playing simple football. You know, they're getting credit now mm. where your 
um, the Ballon d'Or, the guy that just won the Ballon d'Or now, now? Uh, Modric. Modric. Modric is not a silky type of player, mm. but he does simple things, but he's very effective. Mm. So now players that are very effective that are getting credit. So players also that within the league and the PSL, they need to understand that we all know that South, 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 Southern part of our, our continent, there's a skillful players, yeah. Zambia, Zimbabwe, all they have stuff. Mm. But now how many how many of, uh, of them they're playing overseas mm. that are very skillful? So you need to understand that change with what the, the football is requiring today. Play the simplest stuff, but be effective. Mm. And from there on, you can grow on, you can grow and become a better player because of all the players that we watch on TV, international football, whether it's Champions League or whether simple it's one. Simple. Tony Cruz. Mm. Yeah. Practical example, Tony Cruz. But it's also having um, the right players around you as well. Of course. Who understand mm-hmm. you, you know of what course. I mean? So of it's course. a different mentality altogether overseas. And I think that's probably what South African soccer, soccer lacks yeah. is uh, that sort of mentality. Yeah, and yeah. I find it very difficult and, 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 and I always get f***ed off when people are saying uh, we need to play our South African style. What is our South African yeah. style? What is it? What is it? For the crowd? Nobody, nobody has actually came out and said this is our identity South African, yeah. uh, South African style. So I'm still waiting for a person we that don't can have actually... One. Yeah, so stop saying that. People yeah. must stop saying we must play South African football. We must play with. We must play according to what the world is saying because we're influenced by so many people, so many right. countries, and so many nations. Yeah. We need to play according. We watched Champions League last season. We watched uh, Liverpool versus yeah. uh, um, Tottenham. Mm. We, we saw there was nobody juggling the ball there. Yeah, yeah. You saw Ajax in the same no time. <laughs> There's no time. Yeah. You saw Ajax. We were like, oh, Ajax is playing so so beautiful football. Yeah, they were yeah. passing the ball around. Hey, More, come uh, to PSL play. Yeah. Don't juggle the ball. You have no time. You want results. That's why yeah. coaches are getting fired because you're busy there Absolutely. rubbing the ball. Play the ball. Let, we want goals, but people are delaying, delaying with the ball because they want to juggle. They want, mm. they want to post it on Instagram. They want a video to post it on Instagram that look at what I did to this player. Yeah, you mm. can't get away with that these days unless you're no, you someone can't. like Dr. Kamala, you know? Yeah, true. <laughs> but his era, his, his era was different, though. His era was th- that. Yeah, exactly. For the fans. His era was that for the fans. The game has changed. The game has changed, guys. We need to change with the game. Definitely. And I mean, I can agree because I see with the goals of the season that we talk about these days, it used to be, you know, if you're talking 10 years ago, it would be one player dribbling yeah. past five players and then scoring yeah. or a long range effort. Nowadays, it's all of those quick one touch yeah, pass. Interchanging. That, yeah. Interchanging, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that it, it almost looks like they planned it, but they didn't. It's just, yeah. the awareness and knowing where your teammates are true, true. Um, so i definitely you know i can see that a lot but uh, you mentioned doc we might as well talk about doc there uh so Don't in give. the paper he, he spoke about uh his time with the international team and uh he spoke quite poignantly about one uh his respect for clive barker uh, he actually said um, that he would take a bullet for him, sure. uh, and 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 most of the ninety six, eh? yeah, most of the ninety six team would. And then he spoke about the ninety eight World Cup yeah. and the disappointment there. Um, and you know they had the the coach uh, Philippe Trussier there yeah. changed coaches, and he said that he felt victimized and the other players felt victimized um, just because he was he was one of those coaches that likes to put players down. I think he mentioned he told uh, he told Willem Jackson I had a call from Thierry Henry he said he's going to skin you alive that's sort of like I mean can you imagine your coach <laughs> been saying that I mean I must say after, this was a very well written article yeah um, and seriously gave me goosebumps you know there's a lot to, some people can relate to this as well mm. but yeah, just to touch on that that the team camaraderie that they had in 96 was you know unbelievable mm. it really really was and I, I was talking to Teko before this and we are talking about you don't really get that these days no. in, a, in a team environment you know mm. especially when I was playing you know I'm not going to mention the clubs but if we would lose a game you'd still have players go out and have the best time of their life yeah. like I don't really give a yeah. okay we lost cool it's just it's unfathomable that still happens yeah and that certainly wouldn't have happened in the 96 era for sure yeah it's it's i think also with 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 the doctors era and uh, and the way that he played also going into the world cup you mm. know they changed a lot especially with what was going through the country as well you know mm-hmm. they were the number one sport at the time where we actually enjoy them play and uh doctor was it still is one of my idols you know mm. i i have i can't stop saying that but it's just that i just i just wish could he hit a ball there Huh? Could he hit her a ball? I doubt. Dog is always having S. Kellen <laughs> The ball just, you know. But the thing is, like, with 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 with, I love this article, but uh, but my my issue is, I wish this this kind of things came out earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, we could have learned so much, especially me as a person that idolizes Doctor. I could have learned so much from his story per se, because I always wanted to know the challenges that he went through sure. as a player. And uh, for me, when I came into the PSL, I came in blindfolded. 
I had to learn as I go. And uh, sometimes I made so many uh, bad decisions, mm. but because of people that I actually looked up to, they never said anything about the challenges that they faced. Mm. So now here's the story that comes out 20 something years ago. This is what happened in 1998, where he, he says he felt like he was victimized mm. Mm. and all that type of stuff. So now if, if I read this when I was coming in, I would know because I also was one of the players that was victimized. Could have changed your career, football. you know? You mm. know, I remember also I was booed by 60,000 you know, in, in a derby mm. where I'm booed by Kaiser Chiefs fan and Orlando Pirates fan, but I'm playing for Orlando Pirates. So mm. if I had to read about this before, then I'll actually understand what he went through, how he dealt with it. Probably also I would have had an idea how to deal Absolutely. with such issues. But so now, why, why are not big ex names or big ex players coming and telling their story? Exactly. What, what, what is it? It's, it's exactly. beyond and, me. Yeah, and they've got, they've got, hey, my People friend, the stories are with so much Jews, dude. You know, there's, yeah, there's absolutely. so much knowledge in that. And then they, they're keeping that knowledge with them. And mm. that's my only problem with uh, with, with ex-footballers, especially the ones that have changed South African football. Mm. You know, they need to come out and tell their stories. We, you don't have to actually listen to the sub stories all the time. Like, yeah. we need to listen to, we need there's to hear about success stories. There's, there's a lot of success yeah, stories. Yeah. And South Africans, we don't, I always say that we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't praise our own enough. But mm. I also realize that our own enough success stories, people don't want to come out and share them. Yes. And then now it, it becomes a problem. But I'm glad that doctor actually came out and said this because um, this is one of the things that I've been looking for, especially from uh, doctors. I just hope that this will open up you know, for other guys as well that Absolutely, actually play. Yeah. Not only 96 players, you know, there's players that came after doctor, you know, yeah. like your, uh, um, uh, what is the ticket ticket's name? You don't know Tiki Tiki, Chief. You're still young. <laughs> <laughs> the Tabu Moki. You know, there's Tabu Moki. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, we need to let, uh, from, who's this guy that was in Zimbabwe? Well, Robson Muchicho. Yeah. To actually tell the, uh, the, the foreign guys that are playing in the country. What, did, what is it that he did for mm. him to play that long at Kaiser Chiefs? Those are the mm. kind of things people need to know. We need to know all those stories, you know. And uh, it's just that it's not happening enough. And mm. then and 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 now we're always going to find players that also learn as they go and it becomes tougher and tougher. We sure. need to break this generational curse where we, if Gabuz actually, for, for instance, if, if, if also I had to come out with my story earlier about being a boo boy, Probably maybe Gabuza would have handled that situation differently as well. Mm, but mm. I'm from an era where nobody speaks about their issues. Mm, mm. You know, so I had to I had you feel to break judged that if you do. Yeah, I had to break that circle. I'm like, I need to speak about my issue because I can't be containing this information yeah. Yeah. on my own. It doesn't help me. I need to educate other people. That's the reason why I wrote the book. And I just wish that I did I did that earlier before the incident of Gabuz. I'm sure that it could have handled the situation different. Yeah, but yeah. now nobody speaks about it. So now if it happens to another person, we need to they need to know how to handle that issue very well. And mm. also we need to also educate our fans as well. That yeah. They're paying 20 bucks to come and watch the game. During the week, they've got stuff to do. They're mm. either going to work or by part, or they're doing whatever they, they do. It's our career, it's our job. Sure. We're not going in there into the pitch with intentions to play bad or to make the team lose. Yeah, so it's our career. Yeah. So our contracts are online. The they need to, yes, they need to understand that. Yeah. Yeah. But then we in the position to educate those people. So it's better if we educate them so that they understand that booing anybody doesn't help anything. Yeah. You know? It's it's very informative this. I mean, he comes up with some great advice or you know, he says stuff like, you know, it's, it's very important to choose the people you hang around with. Mm, you know, he, says, he calls it choosing your tribe, I think he says it. And it's, that is just, that's something I've been living by for the past X yeah. amount of years. And yeah. you know, people you hang around with really mold who you become or yeah. people perceive you to be as well, which is a problem. Yeah. Um, also, he says, um, today, till this, till this day, I can't tell you what a drug tastes like. You know, I mean, hopefully yeah. no footballers have taken Drugies. drugs anyway, but it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's it's good amazing. advice. Of course. Yeah. And something that Gary Bailey once told me, I'll never forget it. He said, um, football is not a career. It's an opportunity. Mm. An opportunity usually for something else and possibly something better post-football, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. And I think that's the message what Docs are trying to say here as well, is that football's just a platform. And then it can really propel you into yeah. into life after football, like we're doing now. Too, of anyway. course, and yeah. also to add on to add on what you're saying, there's a reason why doctor is still relevant even today after he retired so many years. You know, and uh, like he said, now he chooses the people that he hangs around with. Yeah. Young footballers that are playing right now, they need to understand that. Mm. They need to understand one thing that after football. You know, the only thing that can actually uh, bring an income in your life, if if not business, is your brand and your brand, it's you. So the way you carry yourself, it actually means a lot. It, it'll actually work for you after you're playing. But not many players understand that or not that they don't understand that they don't want to listen to it because yeah. they think they'll never get to a point where they need to They retire. think they're untouchable. That's, and so, all, it, all it takes is one bad tackle. Chief. At the end of your career. Yeah. Or the, you know, at the end of your contract. Yeah. No one's going to sign you again. Yeah, yeah true. Definitely. It's a problem. So I want to get into some on this day stuff. So on this day in history, uh, for for 
those listening, on this day in 1964, Ajax soccer star Johan Cruyff made his debut as a professional footballer against GVAV. He's and not a soccer star, Chief. He's a legend. legend. Please, please correct yourself. <laughs> One of the greatest. One of the greatest. Soccer star. Come on. Check yourself. Hey, 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 check yourself. Yeah, no, let me add the respect. Three-time Ballon d'Or winner, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he was part of that kind of renaissance of Dutch football. Yes. You know, just like the style of play that we still look back to a lot of teams still try to emulate yeah. he was central to that and so uh, uh you know big ups that's a that's a it's a huge milestone how 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 many years ago is 1964 it's, how's your math it's before 40, 50, 50, 50, 55 55 years people with mathematics <laughs> <laughs> okay, very quiet there eh? <laughs> he actually switched his microphone off there <laughs> simon where were simon? you simon and me hello simon you only took 36 minutes to introduce me. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you know, sound engineers, I can only count did one. You, did you work two, it? <laughs> yeah. One, yeah. two. Yeah, two. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah. Mic check. Yeah, yeah. Let me put Simon on the spot. What's your favorite Cruyff goal? Come on, come on, come on. Why would you come do on. that? Why would you do and What's that? Cruyff's first name? Johan. Okay. Johan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also today is Patrick Mboma's birthday. Uh, for those of you who don't know, before Samuel Eto'o was Cameroon's all-time leading goalscorer, it was Patrick Mboma, uh, legendary uh, Cameroonian figure. So happy birthday to him. Mm. The big giant. Big giant, yes. It was Roger Futumba. Remember Roger Futumba? Yeah, oh. but, he, but he wasn't big in Cameroon though. Not, eh? Nah, he was big in South Africa. Yeah. Not only Sundowns, he was big. But in Cameroon, in Boma, your Eto's, Song, even Song was yeah. big. Mm. You know? Futumba was at uh, Sundowns, eh? Yeah, yeah. Big, he's, big guy. He's the first uh, guy at Mamelodi Sundowns, a proper number 10. Or yeah. a, a player to wear a proper He was, he was a monster, eh? Yeah, was after that, after that, Mamelodi Sundowns struggled with having one player actually to, to, yes. do, to do the stuff that he was doing. But he was great, man. He was. Him and Chuku, uh, uh, they... Proper, eh? Huh? Rafael Chuku. No. Oh, what a no, player. No, no, no. My little Sundowns there now. They were great. What a player. Proper. So, I did uh, my starter pack this week with uh, Tabom Nyamane. Uh, he discussed his first career goals and also switching teams. We have the clip there. My first goal! <laughs> my, it was in 2014. Um, it was, I came in as a sub on, um, on the 85th minute. And it was a free kick. And then I remember the captain of Sharks at the time, Debo Homonya, he told everyone to leave the free kick for me. And I was actually shocked because he, he has never seen me take a free kick before, but he told everyone to stop. And I remember very well, just against Marisburg, we played a, um, on, on a Wednesday night. And the keeper right um, at the time was Shai Walters. So uh, I hit a bang of a free kick on the 87th minute, first touch. Banger. And yeah, I still remember it till this day. My first favorite team. It was uh, KZ Chiefs. <laughs> uh, my father supports KZ Chiefs. My oh, my father used to support KZ Chiefs. Let me put it like that. My mother used to support the London Pirates, so I went with my father. So I used to support KZ Chiefs. Wait, 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 wait. What did your father switch teams? Of course, he goes with me wherever I go. <laughs> I, I love Slew's little personas in our different shows. Right? Players abroad, he's the, he's the airline captain. That's yeah, right. yeah. I want I want people to get confused at some point and be like, is this is this Slew? Like, what, who's this guy now? Man of many moths. <laughs> <laughs> but how's that first career goal? The captain just says, hey, no. The boy's going to take it this take time. It. He's yeah. a hell of a talent. Eh? He's been very unlucky with injuries. With injuries, yeah. Um, he's still at Supersport now, and I wish him all the best for the future. But he's a hell of, yeah. a, hell of a nice guy as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first, can you imagine your captain ever doing that? The captain has never seen you take a free kick, but he just says, hey, uh, crunch time is you, Dex. Yeah, but but also they were, they were playing for tax, eh? It's just tax, my friend. <laughs> it wasn't like Orlando Pirates, so it was just tax. So let's get it clear. But 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 one thing I like is Teboho. I knew I I knew Teboho, mm-hmm. uh, the captain at the time. Um, he's 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 a good fella, and uh, he was always welcoming to the younger ones. You know, wherever I spoke to Teboho, he always appreciated the younger ones. Even though at the time I think I was still at Sundowns, but we'll have a chat about it because I know him from playing at uh, Morocco Swallows when he got that. Poop bad injury mm. and um, he struggled to recover from it because he was always limping but he played the game 
but then for 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 him to actually do that to 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 the youngster like uh um like Munyaman, it's it's very great yeah. you know and for for because when when you when we came into the into the game we had captains that were way older anything has to happen it's senior guys senior guys sure. so it was we never had a chance as a young boy to actually be to even take a throw in mm. what are you doing was, what are <laughs> <Yeah>. you doing <laughs> Get off, yeah. what that's that's changed now since when are you taking to throw ins you know yeah. so, so something like that but for 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 Tebuho to do that uh, stop so. Yeah, yeah, and I hope we do that more with 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 the younger players. You know, like um, I'm busy seeing in Europe now. This, all of these young young kids coming up. You know, at Barca there's Ansufati, uh, Ansufati, sorry. Um, you know, in England, so many youngsters in, yeah. in, in the starting lineups for Chelsea. Lampard has put a lot of trust Absolutely. in, in, in yeah. Liverpool, especially as well. Yeah, you know, and even here, I mean, you got someone like Injibulu Bloom at, at Chiefs, who's, yeah, of course, who's going to be of one course. of the greats, I believe, of in the future. And it's 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 starting to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's and, starting and, to happen. and 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 I just want to. Thank also Ajax Amsterdam for 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 leading the pack. Mm. You know Benfica also for leading the sure. pack, especially in those big Champions League games. To play the 16-year-old easy. Yeah. So I think that's where the football is going right now. So all the youngsters that are very talented, whether they're 16 or 17, this is your time actually, mm. and this has never happened in the pre in, in in the previous. So, so this is their time if if they're good. But also takes also as well with the coaches as well. You know, sometimes there's coaches that don't believe in youngsters, they believe in maturity. Sure. Mm. So And always the mature players are sort of the the, the go-to safe guys, if yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Course, of yeah, of course, of course, of course. Definitely. So uh, you did uh, 10 quick fire questions this week. I did, with Mr. Riyad Pidesa. Nice, nice. We have that the one. Keeper. Mm -hmm. Cool, man. You ready for the 10 quick questions? You said five. I said 10. <laughs> you just heard me. Okay, just straight out the gate. Okay? You ready? Yeah. Right. The funniest guy in the PSL you've played with? Uh, that I've played with funniest guy, Tembazwane. Okay. Uh, flashiest dresser? Uh, I'd say Bernard Parker. Hmm. Worst dressed? Sure, there's a few. There's a few. Uh, <laughs> there's quite yeah, a few, eh? There is quite a few. I'd say Itumalengkune. <laughs> Yay! We <laughs> <laughs> did that last week on our podcast. That's bizarre. <laughs> um, your worst mistake in a match? Uh, worst mistake in a match would be my debut for Sundowns against Amazulu. What happened? Uh, they, they had a free kick. Um, I then shouted for the ball and uh, the defender left it. So basically I looked clumsy <laughs> in the whole event of it. So yeah, yeah. I think that was the worst mistake. Okay. Um, teammate who thinks he's funny, but he's actually not. Lyle <laughs> <laughs> The loudest player you've played with? Andile Jali. Your best footballing memory? Winning the league. Four? Sure. <laughs> Does that really matter for who? Because <laughs> now I'm going to sound like Neymar and I don't want to do that. Okay, just trying to make conversation here, but, but no problem. Um, your favorite car? One that I like or one that I, I, I'm I able to afford? Riyad, you're making this very difficult. Your favorite no, car? No, you! Favorite car would be a Bentley. Here we go. <laughs> and your favorite local food? Chicken and pasta. Nice. It sounds more Italian to me, but anyway, it's fine. <laughs> and your favorite holiday destination? Zanzibar. Nice. I haven't been there, but I <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yes, I worry about you, eh? Oh, my okay, God. my brother, thanks for your time. Enjoy, Jim. We'll chat soon. <laughs> Okay, cool. Have a good one. Sure. After a couple of episodes, I'm just going to make a reel of all the people saying such and such place, but I've never been there. It's unbelievable, <laughs> eh? It's a trend now, eh? too funny. We've started something. Yeah. Hashtag never been. I can't. I can't imagine like just looking at a at a place online and being like, "That's my favorite place." Yeah, <laughs> but I've never, I've been, never been been. Yeah. But Teko celebrating the worst dressed, eh? Yeah, yeah. You like that one? Because it's true, man. Because I don't want people to think that I'm hating on the boy, and I'm not. I love it, but it's true. <laughs> can't dress. Get that man a wardrobe. It's true. I think we have to interview him one day. Yeah, you need we to have do to. It. Yeah, yeah we I'll, have I'll to. speak to him. You need to do this. This question. Absolutely. Yeah, we I, I just hope that you say the worst dressed, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Icing on the cake. 100%. Take yeah. where's your, your favorite destination you've never been? I've never been. It's Greece. Greece. I've never been there. What do they call it? Santa what what? Santorini. Santorini. Yeah, I've never been Santa there. Santa what what? I'm planning on going there actually what? next year. 
I want to go there. Yeah, next it's beautiful. Year. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. My wife told me it's beautiful. So apparently, like like tourism shot up so much because of how popular it is on Instagram that now you have to really choose the right time to go. To Otherwise, go. it's just too many people. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Man. It's like most beautiful places, eh? Yeah. We're destroying it. Yeah. <laughs> it becomes, becomes Durban Beach. It's just oh, like, hey, man. man. Do, do people still go there? Yeah. It gets packed. Looks aye, like aye, looks aye. like a looks like a soccer crowd actually. Yeah, people go to Devon, especially black people. When they go to Devon <laughs> Beach, they saying they go in there to take the water and they send <laughs> the two liters. Yeah, the two liters there, <laughs> and they 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 saying no, we uh, we go in there to actually leave our bed lugs there. So we go in there to actually take their bed lugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, no ways. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> I would never go to the Oh beach. man, that's funny. Brilliant. So we've got um, Premier League top three games from the past weekend. Ah mm-hmm. uh, man. Mm-hmm. Ish, ish, ish. I'm humbled. That was a lot, <laughs> eh? Very humbled. So uh, I've, I've got the scores there. Uh, Leicester Arsenal. Tex and Slew got that one right. Sean, you predicted a draw. Yeah, you go for a draw. You, you went s- for a draw. You first said Leicester win, but then you changed your mind. Uh. Yeah, and you it's changed shocking. your mind after I, the Arsenal fan, hated on my own team. Then yeah. you were suddenly like, oh, you know, you never know. Yeah. Okay. You don't know Vardy, ne? <laughs> you don't know Jamie Vard. Yes. And you came first I know, that I know, day. I know. Oh, man. man you top goal scorer now. Manu Brighton, uh, Sean and Slew got it right. Manu win. Yeah. Takes, went for a draw. Wow. Take me this, I don't trust Manu. Wrong. I don't trust Manu. But yeah. then... Liverpool, Man City. We all sure. None of you. None of you. Now, I'm not a stats guy, but I had to go dig some things up because I thought, how could it be possible that all three of you got this wrong? It may seem like Man, U- Man City is doing well start of the season, yeah. but if you take the top five places last season and the top current top five in the table this season, if you exclude Man City and Liverpool, you have Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, Man U, Leicester and Sheffield, right? Of those teams, Liverpool have played six of them, and they only drew to Man U. Of those teams, Man City have only played two of them, and they drew to Tottenham, right? And also, they lost to Norwich, who are stone lost. I know. Oh, yes. Yeah, we know. So That's if you look the at the thing, form eh? in the league le- leading up to this match, why would you think That's the that thing. Man City had this? Liverpool at the moment are just... Ish. Phenomenal, yeah, eh? Yeah, that's helpful. So consistent. Yeah, they are. It's it's very concerning as a city fan, but uh, look, very, I'd rather have concerned. Liverpool win the May United. Put it that way. May United will never win anything. They win all this offseason tournament, your Maze Cup, and all that stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the the and, uh, Super Cup. What's that one in Bloemfontein? Malkufe. Yeah, no, but Liverpool just on fire. I don't know who's going to stop them. Sure. Um, yeah. uh, for me, for me, just, I just, it's, it's great for football. I just wish that they could continue. You know, we know how Liverpool is my drop it off. You remember the last time they were supposed to win the league with mm. Jared's story? Mm. I just hope that, that that will not come back and haunt them because it will justify them winning the Champions League. It's surely, you know, it will mm. be great. It will, it will be actually good for Pep as well to look at himself, maybe try to change certain things. But also, Klopp is a great coach. Yeah, he's got he's a amazing. great team. He's amazing. He's got a great team. Liverpool. He's in Cape Town now, actually. Yeah, 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 I, saw, yeah. I saw he had a picture with Sia. Yeah, with Sia. Sia, Sia, Sia now is... More or less equivalent to Mandela in terms of fame. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, see ya. <laughs> see you, dog. Nelson Colisi, yeah. Nelson Colisi. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, what, what I found remarkable about the game is, you know, I saw Pep was very animated on the on the touchline. Yeah. There were a couple of, of decisions, maybe you could say. I don't think you could say that Man City would have won if those decisions went their way. Well, one was certainly say. a penalty, wasn't well, it? Yeah, yeah, one was a handball for yeah. sure. And the VAR, we're going to talk about next week but, yes uh, oh my god yeah yeah but, but the thing is like maybe with that penalty given it changes the game mm. you know that's that's what you need you're always looking for that goal that actually sure. changes the game so he, he probably felt like if that was given and they scored the penalty would have changed the game but but now we cannot say that there's any any coach that is happy with the VAR except for the ones in South Africa <laughs> they're wearing yellow South Africa <laughs> they're, they're wearing yellow they're enjoying their refuse now. yeah the, the ones in what yellow and black but yeah. not the other ones yeah. not the ones in the heat they're they without insurance <laughs> <laughs> and what, one big issue from that game that actually had some 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 after effects was the Raheem Sterling and Joe Gomez moment mm. where they got in each other's faces 
and then again they 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 join each other at the England camp mm. and now I, I didn't know the story immediately but but now we know that what happened was Joe Gomez goes over to greet Raheem Sterling we don't know if he was doing it just to be you know mm. just to be spicy but he goes over to try and shake Raheem Sterling's hand they have uh, a bit of a war of words and then Sterling ends up with his with his hand around Gomez's throat yeah and then Sterling gets sent home you know yeah, what do you guys make of that? No, I think it could have been handled a lot better from an England management point of view. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you, you're you around guys all your life, 30, 40 guys every single day. Of course, there's going to be issues. Mm-hmm. And of course, sometimes there's issues carry into the national team. But to, to put him in the spotlight and, and sort of, I think Rio Ferdinand said it best. He said, um, I just feel this could and should have been handled better to support the player and not hang him out to dry. Mm. One of our world-class players who's who has conducted himself wonderfully through racism and unwarranted criticism in an England shirt will now come under more scrutiny and be vilified in the media, no doubt, when this could have been dealt with internally. Mm-hmm. Hindsight is a great thing there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, yeah I, don't, I don't agree with how it's been handled. Um, He's he's one of the better players in the in the Premier League at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he maybe uh, is owed a bit more respect than that. But, I, but also, like for for a coach, it becomes very very difficult because now your your biggest um, thing is to always have that camaraderie within the team mm. and to keep the team spirit going. So these are one of the big decisions that he had to make, mm. and whether he he, he solved it internally or Sterling needs to go home or suspend him, whatever the case mm. might be. Obviously. And uh, I think as a coach, you could have taken responsibility and, you know, try and solve this issue, you know, behind closed doors and all so, this yeah. stuff. Yeah. I agree. But then again, it's, 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 it's whether you want to condone it by doing that, probably maybe are condoning uh, Sterling's behavior. Because mm. like his, his fight is he doesn't want to bring all the rivalry into the national team. Sure. Mm. But then forgetting that he played the game as well. He forgetting that this is a sport that is emotions are very mm. involved and mm. uh but 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 for the fact that they didn't send him home he didn't send him home they just suspended him for for this game which mm. yeah, they're playing the at, uh, today actually Montenegro, so yeah. so for the fact that he's still there you know it says, says a lot and of course he's the better player right now mm. but it just that it's one of those things that we could have handled properly and uh like, like you said i don't believe that he handled this issue yeah. situation well, let's hope well. it doesn't come and bite him in the ass you know because because that's the thing <laughs> they don't like, lose to montenegro yeah because i i had the thought that liverpool are going to face city again in the league later in the season and we have to remember that Euro 2020 is next year so at the, towards the end of the season like how do how do they handle it then say yeah. there's another bust up in the in the because then it'll be the title race yeah. coming to an end it'll be even more emotions in that game so how do they make sure that Joe Gomez and Raheem Sterling because they want both for Euro 2020 that they yeah, don't look, have the same I, I think after this week it's done and dusted yeah I think I it think is. it's handshakes it's yeah. high fives it's Maybe a laugh, have a beer, get over it. Mm. But um, obviously emotions were too high come Monday, Tuesday, still from the fresh game on Saturday yep. or Sunday, whenever it was. Um, yeah, I think it'll be done. I don't think it's to be anything to worry about, Slew, to be honest. Yeah, true. Definitely. So do we have a car of the week? We've got a car of the week. Um, I've gone for Bradley Krobler this week. If you check him out on Instagram, at Bradley Krobler, he's got a beautiful Jeep Wrangler, all modified, done up. So if you go have a look at that and then uh, let us know your thoughts. Definitely, definitely. Jeep Wrangler is one beast. of my one of my favorite four by fours. That and the and the what's it? What's the Mercedes one? The the, the new GL. One. Yeah, yeah, the kind of box. It's beautiful, one. hey. Really, the, really the like Jeep's, those. Yeah, it's not very practical the box though. G sixty three. I think yeah, that's I think it's one. the G sixty three. Thanks, Teco. No, no, that's my favorite car. That's it's beautiful, hey. Great. If car. I can afford it, I would. Oof. One day. One day, my friend. One day. Yeah, One yeah. Day. One what's, day. What's, what's the sponsor? When this podcast gets, uh, <laughs> gets international. One day, brother. So our motivational quotes of the week come from none other. Or you can guess. Stay focused. Remain calm. Dress good. Smell good. No matter the occasion. You'll never know who's watching. Inspiration goes a long way. From none other than Teko Medise. Me? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> My man's even forgot. Oh, now I'm seeing naked pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Don't swipe right. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Oh, oh that, that's my fan page. There we go. Yeah, yeah, that's my fan page. It's a goodie page. though, I like it. Yeah, and and the funny part is I don't, I don't even know the guy that actually runs this page. 
and uh, it probably has like more than 50,000 followers. Oh, so you're not actually that. involved in that? No, I'm not. Oh. And sometimes you get the pictures that I don't even have. Oh, wow. <laughs> but for the fact that he's, he's, he's not malicious and all that stuff, so I yeah. didn't stop him from Do you know doing him? that. No, I never met the guy. It would be great one day if I meet the person that sure. actually does that. Maybe give him my jersey or something like that because he's a true fan. Oh, like now you've got a jersey, but you don't, you don't have one for the studio. <laughs> no, I'm saying I can, I, can, I can make a plan. If he's a footballer, I can give him boots. Yeah, absolutely. I thought I he was just talking something. about the one off his back. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't have any. But, but it would be great actually to meet him one day because he's been doing a great well, let's job. Let's try to make you know? it happen, eh? For sure. That would be so dope. Fantastic. And that is how we wrap up the show. Uh, great one. We are in an international break, so we have no PSL action this weekend to cover. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting next week when we're able to review Bafana's performances. Yep. Best of luck to them in the AFCON qualifiers. And, uh, yeah, that's how we wrap up the show. I have been Slu Paho. And I've been Slu Pahos. <laughs> <laughs> have a fantastic weekend. Show. Today is a great day for a car wash. Yeah, sure. Car wash. <laughs> <laughs> this is the car wash on Sokola Duma Radio. This is a Sangana Corner.